0: Hi you guys, welcome to Trailercast. I am Elise Snipes, your host, and happy to be here today with you. Some things that I have been thinking on is what keeps us from creating change. You know, what is what is our stuckness doing for us and why does that thing feel so big or so hard or insurmountable or too much work or too much money or too whatever, right? That keeps us right where we are. So we're going to review some actual practical things that we can do in our real life to have the experience you want. Cheers. guys. Okay, so here's what I have been kind of thinking on. Um when the invitation comes to help people shift or or pivot or create change, there's often resistance, right? What is what is this going to take from me? What is this going to cost me? What does this involve, you know, on my end of things? And I think that there's an extreme amount of validity to anticipating what it's going to look like, you know, unless of course you're the impulsive type like me, who's like change. Great. <laughs> Where do I sign? Um, cause there are all, there are all types of us on the pendulum of deep end cannonball jump in leap, then look, and then the careful anticipated measuring, um, wonderful toe dippers, right? We want, we want to see that everybody gets in the pool one way or another. And so when we think about, or what I've been thinking about is what are ways that our life is already inviting us to change that is approachable and sustainable. Okay. So I want you to think about that. How can change be approachable and sustainable? There are moments in our everyday life where we are being invited into connection. Change is able to occur when we feel safe within ourselves, confident to be able to make that change. Okay, so if we're not in a place where we feel safe or at home within ourselves, it's very difficult to make change. At that point, it might look more like recklessness or impulsivity, risk but not necessarily change that is lasting or even beneficial. And so when people come to therapy or come and work with radical wellness, a lot of the times we're trying to help people make just small degree changes, just minor shifts, minor pivots that change the trajectory or the lived experience of their lives. We do not interrupt someone's life in such a way that it causes harm We also do not create plans or ideas for people that are out of their reach or too hard or too much too soon. Uh, That's not realistic. It's actually insulting, to be honest, when I've sat on the other side of the couch and felt like, okay, (laughs) like, thanks, that's a really great idea, but like, you don't know my real life. Um, And I've felt missed or dismissed or like, Maybe that's easy for healthy people, but that's not within my reach. And I can remember walking out of countless therapy appointments feeling like I'm never going to get it. I will never like be like them, like that therapist or like that person. And my life will just never look that way. And it was too big and I didn't have the skills or the, or the room to do all the things that I felt like I was supposed to be doing to get better, um, Out of this defeat, a lot of my own philosophy on how change is actually created in real sustainable practical ways was developed, was thinking there has got to be another way to actually meet people, myself, namely where I'm at, and what is my half step, okay? So I've talked about it, maybe I've talked about this before here, but I call it half steps to wholeness that when I first began my own journey into like shifting and reorienting and and being myself um, out here (laughs) as me, um, the interventions or ideas from my therapist were too big. It was too big of a step. I wasn't capable of making it. I couldn't just, um, at that point, I wasn't ready to uh, journal for half an hour every day and cut out that person from my life and uh, change all my thought pattern. I mean, it was just like, what? <laughs> it was just like another language. And I felt like she didn't really understand how messed up I was or how how long and deep-seated these experiences were. So in an effort to get to the interventions, which I knew would be helpful, yes, it would have been beneficial for me to journal. Yes, it would have been beneficial to cut that person out of my life. Yes, it would have been beneficial to change my thinking. But those were like the end result, not where I start. And so what I want to do today is I want to walk us through ways in which we can start. Where do we start when we want to feel better or different? Or we just maybe want to experiment in private in our own life, not, not take ourselves all the way to a therapy appointment or um, do a big thing. But maybe just meet myself on a more regular basis. Maybe just wake up to my life that's already here. And so what are the half steps, the baby steps, um, the ways in which I can begin to shimmy out of my rigidity, the way in which my life looks right now, the the patterns that are here, the thought patterns, behavioral patterns, all of that. And what if the routine that is already in front of me is the invitation? So here's, I'm going to walk you through a day real quick. And when I do this, I want you to consider what is appealing to you. What idea sticks out to you as something that you would like to try or are curious about? And if there are ideas or things where you're like, 100% not me, then we honor that, right? The change has to be something that we actually want to do. (laughs) Change has to be something we want to do. Otherwise, we're not going to do it. It doesn't matter how good it, like, it's like, okay, if I, I know, okay, I'll tell you what, I know that if I stopped eating certain things that like things would change for me. Cool. I clearly don't want that enough. It's not interesting. It's not as appealing to me. The reward isn't there as much for me, right? I'm not going to change that unless I want to. So you're not going to change things in your life unless you want to. So stop trying things that you don't like stop trying to do things that begrudge you or like you resent. That's not, we're talking about joyful, sustainable change. Invitation may be uncomfortable, but not the worst, right? Okay. So that's your lens. I want you to imagine that you have a little monocle and you're going to look through these ideas and see what lights up for you where you're like, okay, I could try that. Because remember what we're trying to do first is create safety. And when we're safe, we can then become curious. And if we become curious, then we're apt to explore. And if we are now in a place of spontaneity, then we're in a place of freedom where change is born because we've just tried it out. So here are some things I'm going to throw your direction in an effort, remember, to connect to you to see you in the here and now, to see you, you, glorious, wonderful, powerful you. The main tether or stream of consciousness or everything that holds all this together is that we're not going to do anything new. We're going to look at your already life and see where the invitation is. So this is an, this is, like integrating. It's also like stacking. Um, It's what you're already doing. We're not reinventing the wheel. Okay. So here are some things that we probably all do every day. Brush our teeth. I'm just going to assume that we are all practicing some form of oral hygiene on a semi-regular basis. When we brush our teeth, it's an excellent time to make eye contact with yourself. So there's a lot of ways we can look in the mirror. Usually it is to alter, to critique, uh, to notice, to change something in some way. And the point when we are just brushing our teeth is just to see. To really look yourself in the eye. Not like all over the rest of your face. I mean, not to be like, oh, whoa, are, are these my wrinkles? <laughs> is this what I really look like? Like we're not going down the rabbit hole. We're making eye contact. So when you're brushing your teeth, it is not a moment to scroll on your phone or to sometimes I like move my <laughs> move my laundry around or I'm multitasking or doing other things. But what if during that time I was able to just see myself? You know, if you think about it, when was the last time you did that? When was the last time you just like, like, hey, you know, the way you look at a friend or a child or a spouse or a, or a person in your life that has meaning that you would look them in the eye and you'd you know I'm smiling right now i've been thinking about it like when i think about looking at my children and my husband i look at them and i'm like oh i love you and i feel it and i'm using my eyes for that connection and and what if you did that for you too what if you looked at you what if you ad- admired delighted in the person that's brushing their teeth in the mirror see you okay so if it fits get curious. Brush your teeth. Think about this moment. The next time you brush your teeth, like, huh, where am I in there? If it doesn't fit, we'll skip right along. (laughs) Um, There's a running joke in our family that I hit every red light. Like, without fail, if I'm driving, the red lights will be occurring. And where my husband, if he's driving, it's like green lights all the way. And I, no, this isn't true, right? No, of course I don't hit every red light. It just seems like it sometimes. And so in your life, when you're driving, red lights to me have become an invitation to take a deep breath and to actually pause. And that I'm not being stopped. I'm choosing to be here and to actually come to a moment of rest. And guess what is also in our car? A rear view mirror another opportunity in the busyness of school drop-offs and sport drop-offs and and grocery shopping and whatever, all the things we do in our car, is a chance to remember that, hey, there's that that lady (laughs) again who's doing all these things today. I see you. Pause, breath, connect to self, right? Because what we're trying to do is continue to build in a sense of safety, which comes from connection that I am here. I see you. I see you hustling these kids around. I see you transitioning from work to motherhood. I see you um, wanting to intentionally connect to your kids and make room for them here. And I'm making room for you too. Even if it is as simple as building in the ritual of at a red light, I take deep breaths. I wink at myself in the mirror and I keep going, okay? Not hard, not long, half steps, baby steps, quarter steps. Notice what it is like to see you. Green lights, on the other hand, for me, are an invitation for gratitude. Like, what? Look at that. Going right through. There's a a moment of using what is around us. As an invitation to give thanks, to pause, to take in whatever it is, you can create your own symbols here too. Green lights, I just feel like gratitude. So sometimes I will literally just be like thankful or just acknowledge that we are moving through this green light, or I will um, say a person's name, just sending them a bit of gratitude um, for that day. And it's funny because the kids actually get that now too. Like they know. What's happening. And so, this is another stacking or another invitation for integration is what I do, they learn to do. So, instead of being frustrated at the red lights, it's an invitation for all of us to pause or an invitation for all of us to go through the green lights like crazy people um, giving thanks. Um, Dishes. I'll tell you, there are things that I have learned in COVID, and one of them is um, I can confirm how much I dislike both cooking and dishes. (sighs) That's it. So dishes. There's a book I read in college. I think it's by brother Andrew. It's called Practicing the Presence of God. And he tells a story about his life in monastic service when he experienced washing dishes as worship. And this isn't uh, a sermon. This is a story about a person who is able to connect to himself and something bigger than himself in an everyday super mundane task. And if that isn't motherhood, then I don't know what is, right? That in the dishes, it's something I have to do. I know it's going to be there for me every day for sure breakfast and for sure dinner. And in that moment, I have an opportunity to do something with my hands and something with my heart and something with my mind. And so it's invitation. I am stacking a thing I have to do with a contemplative invitation with something that says, hey, Elise, you're going to be here anyway, washing the dishes. Why don't you take this time to, and then fill in the blank. Just realize, I, I usually, I call it um, just getting my bearings, right? Okay. It's, I mean, it stays April 1st, right? It's April 1st. It's 2021. Easter's coming up. The kids are in school. Like I just take a moment to really think like, okay, it's spring, like summer's almost, like I just, I sometimes just settle into the day, uh, sometimes it's also a moment of giving thanks that we have food to eat. You know, this year of, of COVID and all of the hardship that came with losing uh, so much financial stability, you know, there are times where it's like, okay, we have food to eat. We're rich because we have food to eat. And I don't take that lightly and washing and scrubbing the dishes is an opportunity for me to literally be in touch with the fact that we have food and dishes in a dishwasher, that's, that's marvelous. And I can give thanks for that. Um, other things, if you want to just use metaphors, like what needs some scrubbing off? What needs to be refreshed? What needs to be deeply cleansed? What needs water? (laughs) I'm going to be at the dish area. Anyway, you're going to be washing dishes anyway. What would be, um, would be a, a way for you to connect with yourself during that time? Okay. Makeup. Um, I usually put mascara on like every other day. (laughs) That's, that's the level of makeup that's happening over here. Um, and it's also another time to consider what we're putting on. How do I want the world to see me? Why do I need to wear makeup? Do I want to feel like I, like what, what's up with that? And, or is this an opportunity for me just to consider like, this is what beauty feels like. This is what self feels like. I, and again, eye contact. So whether you wear makeup or not, again, everything is invitation and you do not have to RSVP to every single one of these things, you guys. They're, remember, you're just picking what sticks out to you Or you're like, oh, okay, I could do that. I could pick one thing one invitation to connect with myself, one idea here. Okay. You don't need to do a mall. That would be, that could be overwhelming. Getting dressed is another great metaphor. What do I need to take off today? Do I need to take off guardedness? Do I need to take off negativity? Do I need to take off heaviness? What do I need to take off? What am I letting go of today? What am I being willing to set down? And what do I need to put on? Sometimes it is I um, wear something like flowy. This is a reminder to myself to just go with the flow, Elise. Stay loose. <laughs> go with the flow. Um, and sometimes we need tightening up. Do I need to add a boundary? Do I need to, what do I need? How do I want to represent myself and move to this world today? And so getting dressed is a way that I can take care of myself. It's a way that I can communicate about myself. It's a way I can have fun and play. So what does getting dressed look like for you? Is it a way that you get a chance to see your body too? Your home, your first home and your forever home. You know, there were years where I couldn't even look in the mirror, not necessarily because of of body image, but more for my own story because of trauma. I I was very dissociative around my body, didn't body was, um, dangerous for me. My body was, um, a place of bad. It's where bad things happened and bad people, you know, it was like, it just was bad and I couldn't look in the mirror. And so part of my own healing began with like looking in the like upper left-hand corner of the mirror and I'd see myself in there, but I wasn't seeing myself yet. And then my shoulder, I could see my hair. I could, you know, I could get closer and closer to myself and then eventually, um, see my feet. What was safe? My skin. Okay. Calves, knees. All right. Okay. Close enough. That's good enough work for today. But I eventually being able to take in my whole self and see Elise. That's you. I'm taking back what belongs to me and reclaiming that this is my body. I choose. I choose. And so it might be invitation to healing or reclaiming what's yours. Seeing yourself. Making contact. This is my body. This is your body. This is my home. This is where I live. This is where I dwell and dream and think and consider I am a home to myself. You are a home to yourself. And so getting dressed could be many things. Let's keep going. Walking. (laughs) Walking. if you've been here a long time, you know that I have a paralyzing autoimmune disorder. It's called transverse myelitis. And I was, um, completely paralyzed from the waist down when I was in college and told that I would never walk again. Um, obviously I walk now. And so there was for sure some miraculous healing going on as well as a shit ton of physical therapy. Um, In my journey from being completely unable to walk to actually being able to function again, I can remember looking for the parking spot as far away from the door to wherever I was going as possible because I knew I could. Like, I can walk, so I will. Um, Walking, walking as meditation, walking as gratitude, as awareness, as power, as a reminder that I can oh my gosh. Yeah. I guess exhale, taking that, I mean, an inhale, taking that all the way in. I can walk. That's incredible. So walking for me and maybe walking for you can be a way that you, um, whether you're barefoot or not, you are aware that you are here on this earth. And so when you walk, heel, toe, heel, toe, heel, toe, it's rhythmic, it's a way to practice meditation. Meditation is not just a stillness practice, you guys. Meditation is just radical contact. I want you to think about it like that. Radical contact. That's what this conversation is. How can I radically connect to myself, to something bigger than me, to the life that I am in? heel toe, heel toe, heel toe. Walking is invitation to remember that you are a human on this earth, able to move their body, okay? And so sometimes I'll just slow way down as I walk from my car to the house, 20 steps, 27 actually. Have I counted? Yes. Am I OCD? Maybe. (laughs) The point is I wanted to slow down enough to remember, hey, it takes you this long, Elise you're leaving the car, you're coming back into the house. There's a mindful awareness that I'm here and this is my life and this is what I'm doing. When I do these types of practices, I am connected and alive within myself. I am. I, I, just, I wake up. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. What's next? Walking. Thresholds. Thresholds are something else that I've talked about here before as well. Um, literally a threshold like when you go from outside your house to inside your house there's a door jam and that space is a divider between here and there and again you guys I do not walk through my life in these I don't do every single one of these every single moment of the day it's fun it's practice play with it try it on see what works see what doesn't what allows you to actually connect to you not all of this will land that is not the point So pick up what you like, try it on, get curious, see if a practice that we have talked about today allows you to have radical contact with yourself. What I love about thresholds is it feels like we have to, again, consciously acknowledge that we are traveling from here to there. That we are taking a pause to go from, okay, the hallway to my daughter's bedroom, (laughs) Where it's a mess. (laughs) Um, The outside world to my home, to my nest, (laughs) to this place that I dwell and raise babies and love my husband and create things and get my hands in the soil and laugh. You know, I, I want to be here, all the way here, awake and alive in my life and sometimes pausing at the threshold to just acknowledge it. And sometimes I just run right over the top of it, but I I know that it was there and I'm here now. So threshold sometimes is a symbol to remember that we are here, entering in, crossing into a new space. Um, There's a hundred other things that we could talk about. Getting into bed at the end of the night, breathing into our toes, wiggling our toes, moving in segmented ways up our body all the way up to our head and back down all the way down to our toes, Thanking ourselves for being the container, the vessel that we live in. And that took us through our day. What's interesting to you? What do you do in your actual life that you could apply or try something like this? Is it when you drink coffee in the morning? Um, is it when you go to bed at night? Is it, is it brushing your teeth or driving? Or what's, what's your life? What's your life look like? Is it a doormat at your front door that reminds you, hey, I'm welcome here? And then consider which parts of yourself you need to invite in. You guys, life and healing and change is play. It's play. Think about with kids, Right? They're, they're just trying it on and trying it out and trying to see how it works. And they are putting it on and playing dress up and inviting others in. There's a, there's a whimsy to it, right? It's not work, right? It's play. And so my invitation to you is to play this week. Play with what fits. What is it like for you to make radical contact with yourself? Who do you see? What do you know? What do you love? What do you notice? What do you know about you that no one else does? How are you evolving? How are you growing and shifting and moving and becoming more you? I'd love to know what you do with this. Because remember, the the purpose of this podcast is not for it to live in an echo chamber, but for it to permeate into your real life. And so I mean it when I say I am the person who reads her own DMs and <laughs> emails and or connects with actual humans in real life. It's just me. Um, I'd love to know what you try, what you experiment with, what makes you uh, feel um, in deep awareness and awakeness to your life. So find me either in email, elise at elisesnipes.com, or on Instagram, just at Ely Snipes. Either way, I'd love to know. Um, I'd love to know how you're waking up. To you, okay. Have a glorious week. Happy Easter to those who celebrate. Um, excited to see what continues to emerge in in, your, in you, in me, in each of us as we continue this glorious, glorious journey of being human. Cheers. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for listening to TrailerCast. As you know, TrailerCast is my sweet passion project. It has been such a neat way to express and explore and give people a way into the rooms of therapy if they never go, or if you already go, um, or if you're curious about it or whatnot. But just know that um, the work of healing is accessible to everyone. And however you choose to get in, whether you are you tiptoe in the shallow end and check the water or whether you are a person who cannonballs in the deep end, know that there is room for you in the pool of life and of healing and that we just hope you get in. If you have questions or thoughts or um, want to talk to me or somebody in Radical Wellness about getting started with your own journey in healing, please reach out. Um, you can find everything on my personal website. It's literally just www.elisesnipes.com. That's E-L-Y-S-E-S-N-I-P-E-S. Or you can look up my fantastic group of ladies at radicalwellness.co. That's just C-O. And we serve people right now, all over the world. So we have men, women, children, families, couples, and we work with people on our um, online platform. We've been doing this since before it got cool in COVID. <laughs> so we are ready, available, and we are really good at what we do. That's part of Radical Wellness's philosophy is, is providing excellent services to real people looking to make real change. And so if you're curious about any of that, we'd love to help you um, figure out a way in and again, just feel free to reach out. I hope that you have a great day. Just know that we are here and continue to be here in a way that works for you. Sometimes that's in a small group of learning. I'm not looking to go to therapy. Just want to do a four-week commitment, a six-week thing where I learn along other si- alongside other people. Um, or sometimes it's, no, I want to go to a retreat and do like a, a lot of self-work, gift myself the experience of getting away. Uh, we have that as well. So again, feel free to reach out with any questions. Looking forward to connecting. Bye.